Well, the wild card chases are as advertised. Pretty wild right now. Near no hitters equal losses. And let's face it, the Angels might have to think about trading their other generational talent. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade, and this is now wrapping up my fifth season here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter or whatever the hell it's called now. And Instagram, I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on the YouTubes. Please subscribe and be on alert for new videos. I got a haircut today. But someone who doesn't need a haircut is my once a week co-host. He's right over there looking good. Yeah, that's because I got a haircut this weekend as well. Sully Baseball. I'm Miller Thomas, host of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. You can catch me on Twitter at CareerThomas24 for the personal account. Look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle, streaming on all podcasting platforms, of course. And please hit subscribe to Locked on Diamondbacks on YouTube. Uh, before uh, we get into some of the other stuff to, to talk about today, uh, one quick note in terms of games going on and games happening. The Pittsburgh Pirates, thanks to a two-run single by Ronald Acuna Jr., who I think just clinched the National League Most Valuable Player, although Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman could go on at Rampage. Mm-hmm. They beat the Pirates 5-2. to two. So what, Sully? So what? I'll tell you why, so what? The Braves became the first team to clinch a playoff berth. Here we are recording on September 10th, and the Atlanta Braves have know that if everything goes wrong, they're going to go to the postseason as a wild card team, but I have a feeling more things will go right. They're a 93-win team. Uh, Their magic number to clinch the National League East again uh, has been reduced to six, and uh, and the Braves, who are – who just look phenomenal right yeah. now. Um, they, they just, they're an organization that just has put it all together. What's their flaw? I mean, they have the lineup, they have the bullpen, they have the rotation, they have stars at every position. I mean, what's the flaw with Atlanta? Bridge? Yeah. I'm r- right now. Uh, do you, know what they are? What are they? They're the anti-angels. Oh, they are the anti-angels. Think I about know. it. Two teams with an A on their hat with MVP candidates on their teams. Um, one, is able to go to the postseason year in and year out. No Freddie Freeman, no Dansby Swanson, no problem. Hey, we just lost Ronald Acuna for the season. Don't worry, we're going to win the World Series. The Braves are the model organization, building from the ground up, being able to sustain the loss of some superstars from their team, and year in and year out, their farm system produces enough players to either fill in all the gaps or be there to make the right trades, which brings us back to the Angels, which brings us back to Anaheim. Now, 
I can't um, sing more for, more of that because I don't want to get us into any trouble at the Lockdown Podcast Network for singing without any um, uh, authorization. Okay, copyright infringement. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, as of this recording, the Angels are beating the Cleveland Guardians 2-1. to one. Who knows what the end of that score is? And let's face it, who cares? That game in the the <laughs> Cleveland, uh, any hope that they would have, I mean, they, they're not going to win it. I mean, they they kind of blew their chance when they wet the bed when they went to Minnesota. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, do you know who's not playing in the Angels game right now? Who? Shohei Otani. Oh, no. Do you know who's also not playing there? Who else? Mike Trout. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Otani uh, is so checked out of the Angels right now, he didn't even show up for picture day. Okay. Did you see that? I have Did not. You, they had there was a picture of a guy, kind of a tall, well shaped dude, Caucasian, wearing a Shohei Otani shirt during the picture, standing like this. Clearly, they so they could Photoshop Shohei Otani's face over the rest of them. You know, you're checked out of the team when you can't even bother to show up for the photograph. I heard someone say he was hurt. To be in the photograph. He has been out the last few days and he's to be in the photograph. You know, he's dealing with that elbow injury. I don't know if he can, you know, put his arms behind his back to stand there for the photograph. Yeah, he's dealing with an arm injury, which is basically get me the heck out of Anaheim. Maybe he thought he had to take the photo. That's why he couldn't show up. (laughs) Click. Um, Look at. I'm going to read a couple of uh, a few a couple of weeks ago. I had on John from Locked On Angels, and I basically said they blew it. The Angels blew it. Mm-hmm. They had a chance to trade Shohei Otani in a seller's market and to get something from him. Instead, they went for it. It failed horrifically. They had to dump all their players, which is probably was a smart thing to do. But you know, they they're going to get nothing for Shohei Otani. Uh, they'll get like a what a second or third round draft pick. And boy, oh boy, if you've been looking at how this team's been drafting and building up their farm system, do you really trust that they're going to draft the right player for this? They've had Shohei Otani and Mike Trout as teammates for six years and have zero winning seasons in that stretch. Zero. Well, uh, Sully, I think um, back in the day when Mark Teixeira did leave the Angels, I think they got compensatory compensatory pick from that. That did turn into Mike Trout. So maybe this could be the start of the Angels rebuilding that whole organization. Yeah. Well, when I would when I did that uh, episode, uh, it it got more than my normal share of listeners, and uh, a lot of them are Angel fans who uh, are not fans of your friend Sully. Uh, I'm going to read you a couple of things because I got a lot of angry uh, messages on the YouTube, but I want to read a few of them, okay? Because uh, we're going to get a mad again right now. Uh, but at the beginning, by the way, at the beginning of the year, I came on and I said, I'm not buying the Angels. I don't think they're going to have a winning season. And then the Halo brothers said, oh, you're just like part of the mainstream media. Now, I did make one terrible prediction. I said the A's were going to win more games. That turned out to be a bad prediction only because the A's were so much worse than I thought they were going to be. Not because the Angels are any good. Now, listen, I'm just going to address a couple of these things. I'm about to make them hate me a little more. Mike Murray, Mm -hmm. 1506, 
at, you know, at Mike Murray 1506 says, you keep harping about Otani and Trout. How is this different from the Mets with Max Scherlander and Verlander who bought the talent <laughs> and failed miserably? I like that uh, name, Max Scherlander. That's a good one. Um, uh, and Angels have Otani want to keep and the best chances to make a run is compete. This wasn't successful. Um, uh, they're fixated on the Angels and Otani's talent. Yeah, we're fixated on a talent we've never seen before. Mm. And this is slightly different than the Mets bringing in, importing a veteran for a one or two year run. These are this was a person for your franchise to be built around. All right, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander were never the long term solutions. They're like, hey, we want to win right now. It didn't win, and do you know what they did? They traded him and got something back for him. Yeah, and they uh, were coming off that hundred win season, so it wasn't like we were going to this season where it was like eight years of the Mets just misery, no postseason success. They were coming off a successful season and trying to build off of that, and they were all in going into this year at the very least, even though it didn't work out for them. Mike Lipke, ninety four oh four, says this view is hindsight is twenty twenty. No, it's not. We had many of our players injured with weird injuries too. Oh, too. Oh, the, only the Angels have had injuries. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, he's talking like Shohei Otani is the problem. Not one human being on the planet Earth said Otani was the problem. Trading Otani would have had, would have what? Um, created more minor leaguers? Sure, that's better than no minor leaguers. Why isn't the media busting on the Mets, the Padres, and the Yankees? First of all, this made me laugh so hard because, as we know, everyone gave the Yankees a free pass, right? Oh, wait. It was all anyone was talking about for a couple of weeks. And of course, everyone gives the Mets a free pass. Oh, wait, they never give the Mets a free pass. And the Padres, here's the main difference. To remember when the Padres with Juan Soto and Manny Machado and you Darvish, do you win the last time they were in the playoffs? You have to go all the way back to 2022. You won the last time the Yankees and Aaron Judge were in the playoffs? You have to go all the way back to 2022. Mm. You won the last time the Mets had a 100-win season or in the postseason? You have to go all the way back to 2022. Or eight years after the last time the Angels appeared in the postseason. Maybe that's why Mike Lipke, 9404. It's not just trading Otani. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I blame stats. Yes, of course. Stats. Many so, artists, yeah, the, uh, there's one, one person says, um, uh, well, one person says, I don't like this Sully. He sounds weird. Uh, trading or tight doesn't make the team any better. Uh, would you trade a player who gives you wins as a pitcher and a hitter? Um, no, you don't, except for the fact that he's gone. That one was from Bill Onsoon 901. Um, He's gone. And obviously it's not a best case scenario, but the best case scenario is on a boat that is long since sailed. And so at some point you have to say, we need a some team scenario. We need something. And then you saw when the Mets saw that it wasn't working out with Verlander and Scherzer, they traded them. They got back a couple of decent minor leaguers for them. And I believe in, a, in what was a seller's market, the agents could have gotten at least one blue chip prospect, which is more than they're going to get. And I, I, now we are going to be facing, after we talk a little bit from game time, we're going to have to be facing the fact that 
we have to seriously think about if it's time to trade Trout. Yeah, and that's really the the question of this segment. Should the Angels trade Trout? Real quick for the Angels fans out there, I just want you to know, Millie's been in your corner this whole time. I was oh. pro, I was pro the Angels. How at the dare deadline. you? And How- guess what? I don't know if Otani's leaving. I do think the injury. Oh come on! Been, I think the injury could have changed things with his future. No. Yes, I don't know. Maybe no. go back and rehab with the Angels and then no. hit free agency again. I no. don't know. I'm not convinced, Angels fans. I'll be on record. I don't know if Otani's leaving. He may come back on a short-term deal and then hit free agency in a couple of years and then go get that massive bag. I don't know if he wants to do it post-torn UCL. So just hold out, Angels fans. We might the the the, the we, bag at the death we are you <laughs> suddenly an Angel fan? We might Rock bring on Diamondbacks. Back. We might bring Otani back so he can sign with the Desert Dogs in a couple more years. But let's answer the question, Sully Baseball. Whether Otani leaves or not in free agency, that doesn't change the question of should the Angels still trade a Mike Trout once, you know, we get to the offseason or whatever. Because like you said, it's been basically a decade since they've been to the postseason. Mike Trout has, what, has he ever won a postseason game? He has one career postseason hit. Like there's no no – there's no postseason su- success for Mike Trout in L.A. They've never been able to build a contender around him. So it's like at this point, with what we've seen, the Angels, all their organiz- organizational failures over the past, you know, decade, is it time for the Angels finally to move on from Mike Trout and see what they could get? Um, do you want me to give the answer now or after the break? Should we tease this? Yeah, let's do a Ryan Seacrest. You know, American okay. <laughs> all right. All right, folks. Hey, it's that time of year that if you're a football fan – things are looking great. If you're a baseball fan, things are looking super exciting. If you're a basketball or hockey fan, wait your turn. It's coming up in a couple of months. But I am going, by the way, I'm going to a game in Oakland this week, and I'm going to try to go to my first ever Rams game. And if the Dodgers are going deep in the playoffs, I think I may have a connection if they get to the NLCS. And the name of that connection is... Game time! Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. The game should be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, and comedy and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. You get flash deals, last-minute tickets, and that's what I'm banking on for the NLCS when it inevitably is the Braves' versus the Dodgers. Watch it be the Marlins versus the Brewers. You get easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You get images of your seat views and the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. All of it is right there. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has tickets going on for games right now. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference if another place has a better deal and a better seat. So the tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on MLB for $20 off. You like 20? Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guarantee. Sing that song again. Game time. Let's see it.
Um, we've talked about um, franchise players. Um, you just told me before we did my my glorious game time ad read that Jason Dominguez is going to have Tommy John surgery. Potentially, yeah. I mean, yeah. He could miss most of the season, they said, next year. Oh, too. my God. I mean, look, at, I, I cannot sit here and pretend to be a Yankee fan by any stretch of the imagination, but there's one thing I never want to see. I never want to see injuries. I want to see the best players on the field. And Jason Dominguez, who burst onto the scene, uh, you know, Aaron Judge-like, because remember, Judge burst onto the scene with a home run in his first at-bat. Um, you know, it's you want to see, even if you root against the Yankees, if you root against any of these teams, you want to see their best players on the field. And uh, that's just heartbreaking because Jason Dominguez looked like he was – you know, who knows? He could very well still come, you know, flying back. And, and you know, this may be just something he needs to do. But wow. But yeah, yeah. especially for the Yankees who are going through the season where it's like, this is the time. Like the Yankees at any point in the last 30 years have never had a September where it's like, you know what? Let's actually call up our young guys and actually play these dudes to see who could be the pillars of our next foundation. Right. And this would have been the perfect opportunity to see your top prospects. You know, they've been calling them yeah. up. Austin Wells, you got your Volpe's out there, and Dominguez could be another guy just getting that early opportunity on the MLB level. Now he's going to potentially miss most of the next season. That's really, it's really sad. Um, I'm going to give you my answer on the Mike Trout question. Oh yeah, um, I I say no. Oh. I say no for this reason. Uh, he first, you know, he signed a contract that is going to have him uh, playing for the Angels uh, until the heat death of the universe. Um, it's a long-term, he has a very long-term deal. And that's a deal that is basically his contract status has him signed through 2030. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's there for a long time. He's there for a long time. And he's like and, the second paid player annually too. Yeah. Like and yeah, he's not, he's, this isn't all out of the goodness of his heart. You know, they, yeah. they, 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 they're paying. He's getting they're his paying. bag. Yeah. yeah. Like his, his great grandkids can go to law school if they get it. However, uh, and I'm I'm as big a Mike Trout fan who is not an Angel fan as you're going to meet. I love watching Mike Trout. I've gone to many games at Anaheim to watch him play. I think he's I, he's he's fabulous. Um, he hasn't played 140 games in a year since 2018. He finished. He played 134 games in 2019. Throw COVID out the window. He played 36 games in 2021. He played 119 games last year. He's played 82 games this year. And when he's on the field, he's still an, a, a breathtaking talent. However, he is shown, and, and someone will claim, someone will try to convince me that I'm not correct in saying this, he's injury prone now. Yeah, in the last few years for sure. I think he's only played like 120 games at most in like one season last year. Right. Week. And again, his value is you will get, you know, look at, I think you could have got a quality young building block for Otani, um, especially because it was a seller's market. Um, I don't think you would have gotten a haul. This wouldn't be like the Herschel Walker trade, no. but it would have been at least something, a building block back for Otani. Um, I don't think you would get that for Trout now. I honestly don't. Because he is, and again, this is not besmirching his talent, but he's on the wrong side of 30. 
He has trouble staying on the field. You're going to have to really have a long thought process of, is he going to become a DH? Should he be the DH? Mm-hmm. Should he should he take grounders at first? Should he move to left field? But I think playing one of the most physically demanding jobs as center field, look at as a center fielder, he was for a little over a decade the best center fielder in baseball. He was the best offensive player in baseball as well, but he was also the best mm-hmm. center fielder in baseball. But every even Mickey Mantle moved away from even Joe DiMaggio played first base eventually. You know, I mean, you know. At some point, when your body keeps breaking down, you have to be put – you need to have that bat in the lineup. I think if you thought the, the Angels weren't going to get a lot for Otani, I think they would be getting pennies on the dollars for Trout because they'd also have to pay a chunk of his contract. He's there – it's just basically – they have seven years mm-hmm. to develop a team. They had six years – to try to develop one around Trout and Otani, and they failed. And maybe, just maybe, this failure will force them to take everybody who's currently in the front office of the Angels and fire them. <laughs> I hope. And go through every other – we had mentioned the Braves earlier. Go up and down their scouting department, their farm director, who's who's doing the conditioning in their minor leagues – and everyone who's the second banana at every one of those stops, hire them all and say, here's your shot. And yeah. because the whoever's in charge now, they couldn't put a winning team around Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. No, we have, we've seen that for a long time, them not being able to put the winning team around them. And for similar reasons to you, I agree the Angels shouldn't trade uh, a Mike Trout away. It's not really having to do with his contract or age, but mostly because of just how the baseball market works when you trade star players. Because you can be a Mookie Betts in your prime, coming off an MVP World Series type season and get traded for pennies on dollar. We saw it with the Nolan Arenados, the Paul Goldschmidt's of the world. Like You can be on the right side of 30 not even get the big contract yet, just be waiting in line to get the big contract and still be trade for pennies on dollar. At least in basketball, football, you trade a star quarterback, you trade a star player, you're getting every asset back that you want from the other team. That just doesn't happen in baseball. The gamble is just too big of a risk. So I think if I'm the Angels organization, it's just a lot smarter for me to keep a generational talent. Yes, he might be injury prone, like you said, but it's just, I think, a way smarter bet. If I'm really trying to build a playoff team or any kind of contender, it's easier to do that with a Mike Trout than just trading him for a bunch of roll of the dice. But if I am Mike Trout, because in the report, the Angels did say, if Mike Trout requested a trade, we will be open to moving him. And I think it's time. If I'm the Angels, I'm not moving Mike Trout. But if I'm Mike Trout, I am approaching the Angels about a trade. Yes, you might love L.A., but you've been there for over 10-plus years. They've been nothing but dysfunctional throughout your whole time there. You've had another superstar teammate in the Shohei Otanis, and it still has meant nothing for you. If I'm Mike Trout, I think it's time to finally move out of Anaheim. You've done the whole, oh, I'm the hometown kid. I I took the long-term deal to stay with the franchise that groomed me and developed me. But guess what? The franchise hasn't rewarded you back. And maybe it's time to move to a team like them Desert Dogs down in Arizona. Okay. Well, okay. I, had to, I, had to, I had to do that. I'm sorry. That was probably too much. All right, yeah, yeah, that, that's not going to happen. Imagine Carroll and Trout. I mean, Carroll is the first rookie to have like 30 home runs and 50 stolen bases since a Mike Trout. So having those two together would just be dynamic, right? Where, where do, who, do, you, do you know who I think will trade from? 
Oh. I was going to say the Dodgers. I think the Cubs. Hmm. I, I think like the, I, I think the Cubs. I think the Cubs would say it's worth a couple of uh, uh, prospects. And how beloved would he be in Chicago? Yeah, I think it would fit the what they're doing right now with the direction with Dansby Swanson. You bring back a Cody Bellinger. You you mm-hmm. lock in the Steels and the Stromans and you trade for Trout. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that core all of a sudden starting to work, and then all of a sudden the Cubs being a year or two away from being a, a true contender out there. I I still don't think he's going to trade him. I still don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to make appeal to him and say, look at we will put a winner on the field. You will win a ring in Anaheim, and you. He has to demand a trade. Yeah, I don't think demand he will. It. I don't think he will. I Have some backbone. No, Do I don't think Tommy he will. Sam did to Jock Peterson. To well, we're going to do Sorry, come on. All right. By the way, let's uh, answer the trivia question. The other day, it was the anniversary of Mark McGuire breaking the single-season home run record. It was also the anniversary of Babe Ruth breaking the single-season home run record in 1919. Mm. I asked, what was the number of home run that Bay Ruth hit that set the new single season home run record in 1919. A bunch of you got this right. Uh, I can't, uh, Jay, what do you know? What do you think it is? I feel like, cause I've looked at Babe Ruth stats before and no one was hitting home runs back in the day for Bay Ruth. So I'm going to go with like 37 or something. Like uh, I think it's lit, uh, lit Lee 35, 36. If I'm pronounce this wrong said in 1919 babe ruth hit his 26th home run okay <laughs> off of jack quinn breaking buck freeman's mark of 25 that was set in 1899 and he would finish the year with 29 home runs the next year babe ruth hit 54 so, which which broke his own record there good job there good job Oh, now I know it's time for me to step up and talk to our little listeners because at the time of us recording this podcast, we like to record a day before. So it's Sunday right now. That means it's the start of the football season and there's no app that I like to use more during the football season than my good old trusty sleeper app because you can do everything for both football and baseball on here because with the MLB playoffs underway, you can make some baseball picks and win some money. They're doing up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Pick a couple of players like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. They hit a home run. If they get a hit, you can win some big-time money. And Sleeper is also great for fantasy football. Sully Baseball has the app pulled up right now. I got my Dynasty League on Sleeper. It archives all my players from year to year. You can do your rookie draft on there as well. Sleeper just a one-stop shop for fantasy sports baseball football for making money that's what i use sleeper for so please download the sleeper app use promo code locked on and you can get up to a hundred dollar match on your first on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details please use promo code locked on on sleeper Let's bounce around the league quickly. Uh, Two very weird games. Ranger Suarez took a no-hitter into the seventh inning, and then the Marlins rallied to uh, wind up tying the game, and Dela Cruz hit a home run, and eventually Miami won that game 5-4. to To show the world that that was only the second craziest game that was taken to be a no-hitter deep into the game, Corbin Burns threw eight no-hit innings. 
mm. and then was lifted oh. in the ninth uh, and Williams threw a no-hit inning. And then the no-hitter went into the 11th inning. Brewers took the lead. Yankees tied it up. In the 12th inning, Brewers scored two runs. Stanton hit a two-run home run. And then it went into the bottom of the 13th inning. And the Yankees, on only their third hit in 13 innings, wound up winning the game 4-3 uh, to three on a Kyle Higashioka hit. Uh, the Yankees avoided getting swept in a game where they were no hit into the 11th inning. Um, the Yankees are still probably not going to make the postseason, but this was not a small loss for the Brewers. I didn't mind them pulling Burns out because it was still no score. You have an all-star closer, and they had to win that game because, sadly for you, the Diamondbacks could not complete the sweep mm-hmm. of the Cubs. Uh, it was a pretty exciting series. The yeah. Diamondbacks won two games in that series. Three. And- or three games. I'm sorry. They were going for the sorry. Yeah. Sorry. They're, they're going for the four game sweep. That's right. They won on Thursday. Dominated. Uh, uh, but yeah, anytime you go into anyone's home and you yeah. take the first three games, that's positive. And as of this recording, with however, with the Diamondbacks loss and with Miami's unlikely win, the Marlins have crawled back to within half a game of that last wild card spot. Uh the Reds' victory has pulled them within a game and a half. The Giants' victory pulled them within two games. But more importantly, the loss of the Brewers, a game where they had a no-hitter in the 11th, and the Cubs' victory has pulled the Cubs to within three games of first place in the National League Central. It's still a big hill to climb. It's four games back in the loss column. So that's a very big hill for the Cubs to climb, but it makes life a little more interesting. Uh, the The Rangers came back, uh, and thankfully for them, they actually won the series against the A's. It looked like for a second the A's were going to win that series. Um, the, the, uh, the Rangers won. The Mariners have picked the wrong time to go on a three-game losing streak, which has pulled the Rangers back to within half a game, tied in the loss column for that final playoff spot. Uh, Toronto has been on a three-game winning streak, so they're securing. They've leaped. They've gone from a week and a half ago being on the outside looking in to now they're the second wild card spot. Um, and it would mean that I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because they would have to play Tampa instead of Minnesota. But I digress. Uh, the Red Sox held their own in the game against the uh, against the Baltimore Orioles. The Rays doubled up the Mariners uh, six to three. Uh, Harold Ramirez got the big hit in that. That was a day after a walk-off home run by Yandy Diaz. And the Dodgers showed their medal, and they won again against the Washington Nationals. Uh, and that, I think, oh, no, the Astros, by the way, uh, the Astros are, are uh, dusted themselves off after a couple of weeks ago when they didn't look. They were like, oh, my God, are they going to give up their, potentially give up their spot in the playoff race? After manhandling the Rangers in that series, um, they won again this time. Uh, final score was 12 to two, as my mom would say, a lot to not enough. And the uh, the Houston Astros have all but clinched the second best record in the American League. So there you go. That's a look around the league. 
Wow. Uh, I just want to say beautiful series by the D-backs. We got a gallon mm-hmm. complete game shutout. Kelly, uh, a lot of walks in his game three start, but still fantastic over six innings. And what's really fun about that series, because the Cubs and D-backs are about to play each other again, they take a quick break as the D-backs play the Mets, and then they have another three-game series against the Cubs. And you just detailed how the Cubs are within striking distance of taking that NL Central. But the D-backs go in, if the D-backs play the Chicago Cubs like they just played and potentially sweep them, there's a world where the Cubs don't even make the postseason. Yes. That yeah. wildcard race, the team that scares me the most, we have to talk about this team a little bit more, but the Miami Marlins might have had the best trade deadline of any of these teams because Jake Berger and Josh Bell were two super underrated pickups. Bell is batting with a 800-plus OPS, almost double-digit home runs post-deadline, and Berger is another 800-plus OPS, six-home run guy post-deadline. So those two dudes have been instrumental in this offense for the Marlins. Calling up Yuri Perez has been amazing. Uh, their GM has just push, been pushing all the right buttons, and the Marlins are probably the team that scares me even more than the Chicago Cubs in this NL wildcard race. Before we get to today's trivia question, this week is going to have – there is a Red Sox-Yankees series going on, and you can make the argument that might be the least interesting series happening at the beginning oh, wow. of this week. Because, well, because they're both – I mean, look at – they're yeah, both – they're not playing for anything. They're not going to – they're not – look at – the Red Sox are playing – to get to five, to finish above 500. So they have 10, if they win 10 more games, they'll be, a, they'll, they'll finish the season with a winning record. But the, there are a bunch of other games, including your D-backs against the Mets. But there's a couple of games coming up this week between playoff contenders, Texas and Toronto. Mm. That has a lot of implications, especially for tiebreaker situations. The, yeah. you, the aforementioned Marlins, with Lazardo going up against Woodruff, who was great his last game for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, you have also um, uh, the Phillies and the Braves. Now, the Braves have clinched. The Phillies are hanging on for dear life, and they're playing a, a makeup game from a canceled game from uh, either June or July. So they're going to be playing a doubleheader. So the Phillies, who are trying to secure that that wildcard berth, uh, are going to be going against a Braves team who has every right to rest their players for the rest of the season. Uh, the Phillies, the def- remember, the defending National League champions are making a run at it. So it's going to be – it's been a great weekend of baseball and should be an exciting – look, at we are now in the stretch run. We are now in the stretch run. This is the final couple of weeks of the season. And, uh, you know, the difference between being a playoff team or playing golf – is going to be a game here or a game there. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, quick shout out to me. Three fancy baseball leagues in the semifinals in all three of them. I'm just a stud. Just quick shout out to me. Well, there you go. I've just shouted out to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, We have talked about uh, the Angels and their postseason futility. The trivia question is the Angels, well, it's been a while since they've won even a single postseason game. Who... Got the save for the last game, the last postseason game the Angels ever won. And I'll give you a hint. He was not teammates with Mike Trout. So if you're going to if you're playing the Immaculate Grid and he's him and Mike Trout are not going to meet because they were not they did not play on that team. Actually, I have to look. He may have been. uh, Now that I say that, he may have been a teammate with him later. Anyway, the point is, who got the save? Who was the last person to nail down a postseason win? Not series, just a win for the Angels. That is our trivia question for today. Miller, tell people where they can listen to your show. 
You can follow me on all streaming platforms. Follow me on Twitter at CareerThomas24 for my personal account. Look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And please hit subscribe on Locked on Dimebacks on YouTube. And you follow us at Locked on MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us here on YouTube. And I think that's pretty much it. Uh, all right. Big week coming on here. It's Monday, and we're going to have some fun. For Miller Thomas of Locked on Dimebacks, my name is Paul Francis Sullivan. Call me Sully. I'm the host of Locked On MLB. Let's fist pump for another week.